0: NEC and Tektronix. Intel is already the largest single employer in Oregon. Soon, there will be more workers in the computer and electronics industry in Oregon than there are timber employees. Apparently, serenely untroubled by the encroachment of modern technology, the Sisters of St. Mary have been stationed along the TV highway for many years, their nunnery and school on the left, their home for wayward boys on the right. In an instant, Route 8 becomes 10th Avenue in Hillsborough. A left turn on Main Street leads toward the old city center and the county courthouse. Main Street is idyllically lined with wide lawns, wonderful old houses with gingerbread touches, jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween, and spectacular lights during the Christmas season but it hasn't fared so well commercially since the new Target store and the mall went up south of town. Its chief businesses are antique stores and, except for the Copperstone Restaurant and Cocktail Lounge, the kind of restaurants where ladies linger over tea. The Washington County Courthouse is surrounded by manicured grounds with magnolias and towering sequoias planted more than a century ago— It smells like a courthouse, at least the original structure does. Wax, dust, the daily lunchroom special, and old paint baking on radiators. The people employed there are comfortable and at home, bantering with one another as they go about their work. The people who come there on all manner of missions are more often than not angry, worried, grieving, frightened, annoyed, or apprehensive. Some walk away with a sense of justice done, and some don't walk away at all. They are handcuffed and locked up in the jail next door. Not far from the courthouse, something terrible happened on the Sunset Highway on September 21st, 1986, at the Sylvan Marker, just inside Washington County. And in the end, it would all be settled in this courthouse, as Christmas lights glowed in the branches of a tall fir on the corner of Main and First Streets, and icy rain-pelted court watchers and witnesses alike. The end would be a long time coming. It was about 8.30 on that Sunday night in September, and dark enough so that Randy Blyton needed his headlights to see what lay ahead of him on the curving Sunset Highway. He was startled as he came around one of those curves near Sylvan in the West Slope area and saw that cars a half-mile ahead of him were suddenly swerving out of the fast lane into the right-hand lane. It looked as if there might be something in the road ahead that they hadn't been able to see until the last moment. A dead animal, perhaps, or maybe a truck tire. Whatever it was, it had to be dangerous. A last-minute lane switch only worked if the right lane was clear. Blyton traveled another hundred feet, and now he could make out the dark hulk of a Toyota van turned crossways on the freeway. Its lights were off, and it was in a perilous position, completely blocking the fast lane. Luckily, the drivers ahead of Blyton had been alert, but it would be only a matter of time before someone came around the curve in the fast lane and smashed into the van. People usually drove the Sunset Highway between 55 and 65 miles an hour, and a crash like that would undoubtedly escalate rapidly into a fatal multi-car pile-up. Blyton was grateful that, for the moment at least, the freeway was not heavily traveled, and that was only a freak circumstance— At 8.30 on a Sunday night after a weekend of good weather, there had to be hundreds of vehicles heading back to Portland from the coast. Randy Blyton's first inclination was to swerve around the van. He had things to do at home. I was going to go on by, too, he later recalled. But then I spotted the silhouette of an infant seat in the van. I couldn't ignore that. I just left my own kids, and I could never live with myself if there was a baby or a little kid in that van. Blyton's reflexes were good. He tapped his brakes, pulled his car.